Hi guys, you are now listening to episode 72 of the No Shame in My Name podcast. I'm your host Juliana and today we're joined by a special guest. <laughs> hey guys, my name is Sagal and I'm also the host of another podcast called Memna and I do a lot of community work, so that's basically me. Oh, sweet. What's your podcast about? It is all about like travel. So it's basically based on, um, it started because of my experience of going on my year abroad and just the lack of information and like, lack of preparation. So it's basically a podcast all about the black year abroad experience and like just, yeah, basically getting people ready. Ah, uh, nice. Where did you, um, where did you go? I went um, Geneva for my first semester and then I went Madrid for my second semester. Uh. It was, it was a nice experience. Sweet. So do you speak French or Spanish? Part. Yeah, I do. Like, I feel like my, my French is, is is quite good, but my, my Spanish like needs improving because I started Spanish when I started uni. So before then, like, no, zero, no have no Spanish, like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no Spanish. Oh, but, um, yeah. uh, thanks so much for coming on the pods today, by the way. Thanks for having me. You said your name differently to how I pronounce it, but I'm sure we'll get into that. But um <laughs> Yeah, you've given us like an ample introduction. So I'm just going to segue into the first question, which I ask all my guests, which mm-hmm. is what name are you bringing to the podcast today and why? So the name I'm bringing to the podcast is Sagal, my first name. And the reason why is because I think it took me a long time for me to get comfortable with my name and to feel proud of it. And so now that I'm proud about it, I'm just like trying to speak about it at all opportunities. So it's Sagal. Yeah. It's like short A sounds. It's like Sagal, short sounds. What kind of experiences experiences did you have with your name to begin with that made you not necessarily love it as much as you do now? In my family, I'm the only one who has like a like a traditional Somali name, and so like growing up, it was just so obvious. You know, when you have a name that's so clearly not not anything, nothing like remotely close to a British name, you stand out so much. So what made me dislike it more was also just how badly people pronounced it. There was like a, such a big difference at home. People are pronouncing my name like Saga, like normal. Come on, pronounce it. And at school, in primary school and stuff, secondary as well, people would be pronouncing it like Sagal. And it frustrated me so much. And it'd be so weird because my, for example, my siblings who went to school with me, they would be like, Sagal, uh, oh, my bad, I meant Sagal. And I used to get so cringed out when that happened. <laughs> I mean, your name is so, the meaning is so profound. Can you tell tell us more about what it means? Yeah, so I feel like I get different meanings when I ask like, different types of people. And I was even, I had a conversation with my mom like a couple of days ago and she was like, yes, yeah, because your name, like it can have different meanings. Growing up, I was told it, mean, it meant rainbow, right? So I was like, okay, cool, rainbow. And then when I was doing a little bit of searching, like growing up and stuff, I discovered that it comes from a Somali word, which means morning rays of the sun during the rainy season. So it's like, for me, when I found, you know, it made such sense because number one, I'm like, I'm born during the rainy season in Somalia. So it was like, wow, like, even though I was born in the UK, they still tried to pick a name that was, you know, quite relevant. And then like, I started um, Somali lessons recently and the guy was like, the, the teacher who was going through, he got the first lesson in it, and he was like going through meanings of names and stuff. And he was like, oh, like, Sagal, do you know what your name means? And I was like, I didn't have that that that, um, trans- that definition at hand. So I was, I was just waffling. <laughs> and he was like, oh, wow, you're like, in, in my region, your name means basically golden hour you know like the time when the, the rays of sun start to get really red so that's what he said it meant so it's like i think basically it's to do with the sun and it's to do with the sky and the rain <laughs> when you when you turned over the mean and i was like this is amazing um, <laughs> thank wow. you do you know this do you know particularly why your parents um gave you this name I, yeah I, I do um my mom was telling me that when i was younger she used to have a friend who was 
Somali. She was Italian and Somali, so half half. And um, I think during the time around when I was like, it was they were trying to find a name for me. She suggested the name Sagal, and Mum was like, "Yeah, I love, I like the name." Da, da, da. And then they went forward with it. But I'm I'm so glad now. Like looking back, I'm like, "Thank you to that lady." Like I I don't know who she is. Like because I, I I'm I'm sure they lost communication or something. I'm like, "Thank you to that lady for picking that name because I love it." <laughs> and have you met any other? So see me now like I'm <laughs> basically like struggling I want you actually now you need to teach me how to, <laughs> how to pronounce your name properly all right let's break it down to two sections okay. sa sa gal gal yes sa gal Sagal. Yeah, that's it. Sagal. It's simple. <laughs> yeah, no, it is simple. But you know, like with me and name, sometimes it's like my mm. accent. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I want to say the name properly, but then like I'm just caught up in speaking. Yeah. Like with my. <laughs> um. Yeah. Have you met any other Sagals in your? Yeah, definitely. You know what it is? I got to uni. Uh, so, okay, until uni, there was like, yeah, here and there, like I have a cousin called Sagal. And then when I got to uni, I was like, wow, there's there's lots of other Sagals. And I just realized how common the name is. Like it's such a common first name. But obviously, because it's not a common first name here, it's like, oh, it's so different. But in Somalia, I feel like it would be like, okay, oh, wow, your name's Sagal. Oh, how different. <laughs> <laughs> and have you been back to um, Somalia and... Nah, I've never been, but I'm like, I think that's also something that's like really, something that's really important to me as well. It's like Link, like my name is cool. My name is a traditional Somali name. I've never been Somali before and I'm like trying to like become fluent in the language. So it's like, I think it's just those three things are just massive parts of who I am, my identity. And so like I'm planning to to go for a couple months. Like I just, I just need to go. So I know like we're from the north. So we're from, I think the closest, I mean, mom's from like a little small, small town, but the closest big town is called Garaway. So that's like north, mm-hmm. um, quite close to like um, Somaliland, which is like the next. It used to be part of Somalia, but they broke up. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's in the north. And you just told me like that there was a point where you began to like embrace your culture a bit more. Mm-hmm. So someone right now who maybe is scared of that doesn't know what steps to take what kind of actions would you recommend i would definitely say for them to number one like speak if you have parents around or elders like just take time to speak with them and try to understand your culture and i think it's like they also appreciate it like i think once i started taking more interest in like some other culture and stuff and like try to sit down with my mom and speak and da, da, da. she now like to this day she comes with, to me with random like videos from facebook like of like long like poetry or something she tries to break it down and i'm like in the middle of work or something i'm like mom i'm kind of busy <laughs> <laughs> but i would definitely say like take time to res- also like google is a great resource like like youtube google like just try to research more about your culture yourself and then i feel like yeah if you know if you have like a name that's really traditional try to find the meaning of it yeah it's it's so it's so easy to just embrace it, but it's like, I think it's, it's, it's like an active process. You need to put time in. And to someone who's listening, who maybe isn't from Somalia, like any non-Somalis listening, what, um, yeah, what can we learn from you? Like, do you have any language? <laughs> like, how do you say hello in Somali? What's the food like, <laughs> culture? 
<laughs> I'm like the worst person to ask wake up to speak somebody. Not I'm not the worst person. It's just like I'm still learning. But um, honestly, the way people will say hello is literally just salam alaikum. Like how you would say hello if you go to any like Muslim majority place. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just go. You can just go by by saying salam alaikum. Like that. That will work. Okay, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> but the the food, I think the, ugh, the food is beautiful. I'll be honest with you. If you haven't tried Somali food yet, like you're really missing out on life. Like. <laughs> You know what's mad? Like, literally, yesterday I was having the worst day. And then I, but then I remembered, oh, wait, there's a Somali restaurant like 10 minutes away from here. I went, got my food, and I felt happy again. <laughs> so <What>? literally, go. <laughs> See, I don't, I'm not too familiar. I mean, the only thing that I say maybe I've picked up from Somali cuisine is eating mm. jollof rice with bananas. Yeah. That is, that is so nice. <laughs> I'll be honest, like, beforehand, when, before people tasted that combination, they're like, ew, Somalis eat, like, yeah, no, we eat rice and banana, but have you tried it yet? Because when people try it, they're like, wow, it makes so much sense. And so, please go try it. But our food is mainly like, I know people might think, oh, is it similar to Ethiopian food? Because right next door, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, so our foods are based on like rice heavy. So it's either rice or pasta as well, because of, you know, colonization. We have a lot of, like, we love meat in our country, like lamb, goat, camel meat as well. Um, I haven't had camel meat before, but it's something that they eat a lot back home because there's a lot of camels. And then also we have like a beautiful spice, spicy sauce called bispas. And it's like a green sauce made from like coriander and chilies. And it is so good. So if you go to a Somali restaurant, I'll for bispas and they will give it to you and you your mind will be blown no but that sounds really good what's your what would you say is your favorite somali dish definitely um so we call um rice buddies so be buddies with lamb shoulder trust me the way that we cook lamb is just like you know it falls out of bone i'm getting excited talking about it <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's literally it's this cooked so well so lamb um and rice and like we normally sometimes on our rice we have stuff like um raisins or sultanas and um they add stuff like, on, like fried onions on top as well that's so interesting and do you know much about like the i'm not sure i wouldn't have known that the Italians colonized mm-hmm. Somalia. Was mm-hmm. it just the Italians or did the British have a hand as well? Yeah, the British and the French actually. Like because of the where Somalia is located on like on the map, it's in a really important like location. Basically that that where it crosses through is like a major like shipping um lane. Gulf of Aden, that's what it's called. The Red Sea, Red Sea and Gulf of Aden, that like location is like a massive like shipping um route and stuff. So because of that, the French colonized um Djibouti, which used to be part of like I don't know, like Somalia back in the day. The French colonized Djibouti, the Italians colonized like Somalia, how Somalia is now. And you know, if you know of Somaliland, that's what was colonized by the British. Um, but before it used to be one massive region and they would just have like tribes and different like um, clans who used to rule over different parts. Three, three-way colonization basically. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. Would you, in Somalia, I mean, in Nigeria, there's like three main tribes, but then there's tons mm-hmm. of other languages and cultures mm. and, and tribes, you could say. Is it the same in Somalia? Like, are there main languages that are spoken aside from Arabic? Yeah, we don't, to be honest, we don't even speak Arabic that tough there. Like, we, it's kind of just because of, like, obviously how close we are to, um, like, the Arabian Peninsula and also because of, like, the religion. A lot of us, well, not me, I mean, I wasn't raised up there, but a lot of people there will, like, learn Arabic in school but it's not like a widely spoken language maybe okay. in the capital but in like other regions and stuff it's not widely widely spoken the main languages that are spoken is like Somali so the language of Somali is called Somali 
there's different dialects um, of Somali. There's also different different um, languages. For example, there's a region of Somali called Barawa, which is um, and there's there's a group there called. I think they're called Barawa or Bravanese. I've seen them called as well. But they speak um, a dialect of Swahili called Chimini. The language is completely different from Somali. Like it sounds so different. It sounds so cool. But there's definitely other dialects. It's not like as, it's. I wouldn't say it's as diverse as Nigeria is. Because Nigeria's got like so many different ethnic groups and language groups as well. Whereas I think Somali doesn't have that many ethnic groups and it doesn't have that many different like language variations. Because I think I was reading a stat like ages ago about the land, like the like the what's it? The proportion of land to people is crazy. Like there's, I think it was a land or animals. There's way more animals than it is people in Somalia, basically. Like really? it's so sparse, it is so sparsely populated. Oh wow! Yeah, and it makes sense because our culture is surrounds like the kind of like the nomadic lifestyle, like at least back in the day. So it would be like you would have like groups of camels and cows and goats and I don't know all these different animals that you'd be like taking from different regions to like get water and like get fed. So it makes sense thinking about the culture. I love how, like, for someone who hasn't been to Somalia yet, it seems like you, mm-hmm. like, you know so much about, <laughs> you know, the lands and like the history, etc. Um, <laughs> that makes me feel good, man. Honestly, that's that's a great compliment. <laughs> but like, what what was it like before coming to this point? Like, how did you view being? Somali living in the UK or growing up as like British a British Somali person I feel like beforehand it was like like what I said at the beginning in terms of a lot of just like shame and try to dis- trying to distance myself I think a lot of the, a lot of it also comes from the fact that growing up like how I think for Nigerians growing up as well it may be the same back in the 90s or early 2000s but there was a lot of stigma around being Somali when I got to secondary schools when I started to hear a lot of the things are like people literally using Somali as a cuss it'd be like you Somali and I'm like, in my head, I figured, wait, what's going on? Like, what, what's what's wrong with being Somali? And then the thing is, you start to internalize it, and so, mm-hmm. and so it's a thing of like not speaking about my culture. Oh, where when you're when asked like where you're from? Oh yeah, you know, I'm from I'm from Somalia. And when the most embarrassing bit is when I was at one stage when I was year seven, I was just so embarrassed of being Somali. At one point, I was like, yeah, I'm half Yemeni, half Somali. And to this day, my family cusses me about saying that. <laughs> like, I wouldn't go a day in school without hearing jokes about Somali or literally and I'm saying from all types of people like Mm. from from us from fellow Africans and so growing up it was I felt so ashamed and the negative thing about that is mum was telling me when we were really young we spoke Somali like perfectly but because when we started going to school and stuff and like focusing on trying to assimilate and that kind of stuff we I really lost the ability to speak Somali well and so now it's like because of all of that shame and all of that like just trying to fit in so much um which is impossible as well because Bro, like, I look so different to everyone else. But <laughs> because of that whole like process of trying to fit in and, and like focusing on, on, you know, I don't know, focus on English and whatnot, I can't speak Somali well right now. And I'm, I mean, it's decent, but I'm trying to get better. So now it's like making up for lost time. Because I think we don't realize how much, um, how much someone saying your name wrong can just, can, can ruin, can, it can ruin your day, but also it can, it can affect your like your psyche and how much you feel like you belong i was actually going to pick up on um two things actually mm-hmm. on the point of like people pronouncing names wrong something that i've learned doing this pod is that like even for me like okay i'm british nigerian even to say mm-hmm. that that is like sometimes there's names that i come across and i literally can't say it properly so it's a thing of that mm-hmm. even i need to learn from my own people mm-hmm. if you want to group us all together so how think, do you think yeah things can be like 
I don't know, managed so that it's not awkward on both ends? I, I just think like it's about making an effort because I think the one of, I don't have, my memory is horrible, but the one memory I have that's so clear to me is when I was in secondary school, I was in year 11 and I had this, I had this English teacher that I loved. Like she was so interested in her classes, were so well done, like really engaging and stuff, but she could never pronounce my name. And it was something that to this day is like, it just, it made me feel uncomfortable in that class. And so like, for example, it would come to register time and in my head I'm like, oh no, she's going to pronounce it wrong again. Even like, no matter how many times I corrected her, I would like, she still pronounced it wrong. And I remember my friends just laughing at the back, like, you know, ha ha ha, she pronounced your name wrong. But it, it's so sad. Like imagine like having a favorite teacher who can't, who just, who can never pronounce your name right. And so I think making the effort to pronounce someone's name right, taking time out, like for example, let's say the lesson's finished now, putting me to, like, putting me to the side, like, okay, like, so how do you pronounce your name properly? Like, I want to, showing that you want to put the effort in means a lot. In wider, I guess, conversations about Black British identity, Somalis are definitely left out. But I also think that people who are not Nigerian, Ghanaian, or Jamaican are also left out of the conversation. I've heard that before, to be honest. And I think... Mm. Yeah, that's why it's, I don't know. I, I always get excited. I get excited when I have any guests come on this pod, but when they're not Nigerian, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm about to learn something new. But even when they are Nigerian, even I'm like, ACS, okay, right? huh? <laughs> even like ACS, for example, like even like um, with ACS, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, like. Yeah. It's very like, it's very, I have a, just, no, I'm, and I'm specifying Jamaican because it's like, other, I'm sure other people, other West Indian people are like, yeah, but where, you know, I think Jamaica t- holds a really massive like place when it comes to like the Caribbean in general. And so maybe other like West Indians may be feeling like, yeah, our, you know, our cultures are not really included in that much in that conversation as well. I'm not angry or surprised or anything. It's like, yeah, it's, it is what it is. But I think, I think, you know, things are changing because you are seeing people like, Daniel Kaluuya, who's Ugandan, right? So it's like slowly people are becoming conscious of other African countries and celebrating, you know, their histories and their achievements, that kind of stuff. So I think things are changing, honestly. Like even in terms of, you know, like I mentioned, you know, like growing up, all the hatred, da 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 da, to Somalis. I think now it's changing, not to like give it to one person, but I think because of like how much Somalis are now in the limelight, you know, you see people mm. like Chunks, right? And so like now, you know, little kids are like, I don't know, making jokes the same way Chunks is making jokes. And you know, Chunks is someone who's really proud of his, of his Somali identity. And even people, for example, like Mo Farah, like for me as a Somali, Mo Farah is like one of my, that's like, that's like someone I'm like, wow, I admire him so much because, you know, he's also someone who's Somali, someone who's, you know, who came to the, he, I mean, he, he came here quite uh, like when he was in, I think in secondary school, whatever. But anyway, he grew up, you know, being a Somali in this culture and the, the success he's achieved is incredible and the way he's celebrated is incredible as well so I think it's already changing with people even like Maya Jama for example like she's half Somali right so it's like people mm-hmm. in the limelight we're seeing ex- like representations of Somalis and so now it's like you know I don't know I think I think the conversation I think the those kind of like the conversation about Somalis is changing basically and we can't forget I don't know her name the lady who came up with that song that took over the world by storm um, (laughs) happy (laughs) that's the one that banger we cannot forget that banger (laughs) also and i love you more than my life (laughs) you know what's bad is that like i remember that song came up beforehand and like people in the somali community people like hey well i was so surprised when it like banged on tiktok i was like wow Because I'm like, of all the Somali songs, like, I mean, this song bangs, but like, wow, there's, there's other better ones, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh, well, I'm waiting for them other ones, but I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Sagal, I mm-hmm. hope I'm saying that properly. Yeah, you did, you did, you did. <laughs> um, I think we're going to come to like sort of the end of the interview, mm-hmm. but some kind I'd like to ask everyone is mm-hmm. what do you want the world to know about your name or names in general? I would say to, if you see a name that is not your, from your own culture or a name that you're familiar with, number one, take time to ask how to, how to pronounce it and also to ask what it means. Because I think that can, that's something that if someone takes the time to want to know about my name, I think it's, it means a lot to me. And just in general, like to fellow suckers around the world, be proud of your name because it's a beautiful name. And the one thing that's like, it makes me so happy is that every time, for example, I meet I know, like a Somali auntie, your uncle, whatever, and I tell them my name, they're just so happy because of how beautiful the, the meaning is. And they're like, wow, your name is so beautiful. And they go on like a tangent about what my name means. So it's like, you, you know, you should be proud of your name, whatever your name is, regardless if you, I'm not, I'm talking about Somali, non-Somali, whatever, whatever your name is, be proud of it because it's, it's a reflection of you and your parents or whoever has, you know, decided to, to, to name you that, that name. And so it means something. And if you don't know the meaning of a name already, try to find out the meaning of a name because it can, it can, you know, for me, it changes my outlook in a way. Cause I'm like, wow, this, this name I carry, it is, it holds so much importance for me, my culture, whatever. And it fits. Like I said at the beginning, I'm born in the rainy season and my name is to do with the rainy season. I'm like, wow, perfect naming. <laughs> I feel like there's naming traditions across of Africa, all of Africa, mm-hmm. but also just in general, like names speak to our humanity. Like 100%. There's, there's a baby. What are we going to name him or her? So vibe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, names can never be be left out of the conversation of like our humanity in general like talk less 100%. of like African names and how we take so much pride in the names of Armenians mm. names in general like there's no a baby that's nameless I mean that's like a tragedy and yeah. also like the, I think what's massive is like when you're naming a kid it's like okay the name I pick is how they can experience the world and how the world will then you know interact with them so yes. that whole process is so important you know names are names are beautiful and they're important things and I think that should be cherished regardless mm. of the culture it comes from oh thanks so much Sada <laughs> like that's yeah you've you've taken us I feel like I've learned so much along <laughs> this conversation so yeah thank you so much <laughs> no thank you for having me honestly I've, I really enjoyed it and I love your podcast like I love it I love the concept of it thank you so much um you mentioned at the beginning that you have your own podcast as well do you want to shout it out where can people yeah. listen to it find it yeah if you type on um on spotify all the basically all the streaming platforms spotify apple podcasts you name it anchor whatever if you type in mem noir so m-e-m and then noir n-o-i-r-e the, if you're thinking why did she pick the name mem noir mem noir just for me it's like a made-up name in a way it's a combination of memoir and noir so memoirs and travel memoirs journeys recollections memories and noir so the experiences of, of black people who travel, their memories, their recollections, their travels. So that's basically what it means and where, uh, the name of it. And on Instagram, it is called Memnoir the Podcast. So Memnoir spot the same way, M-E-M-N-O-I-R-E, and then the podcast. I've, I've had some really, really cool guests who've gone to like cool places like Brazil, Argentina, Jordan, um, you know, Belgium, the, the usual Spain, France, Belgium. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you so much. And... Yeah, I think that's the end of that one. Thank you for listening to the No Shame In My Name podcast. Until the next time, bye.
Don't forget to like, share and follow our content. We're on Instagram at No Shame In My Name Pods.